Welcome to this Impossible Life podcast. I'm your host, Lisbeth Koning. In this podcast, I give my musings on mindset strategies to harness the power of I am to create possibilities. Hello, friends. I am coming to you from quarantine. Yes, indeed, I do, in fact, have a confirmed case of the COVID. But don't worry, you cannot get it through this podcast episode. And what better thing to do when you are stuck at home (laughs) on your birthday but record a podcast episode? So if my voice sounds different to you, that is why. Um, I'm very blessed. This is a very mild case. I am quarantining, so I'm not spreading this to anyone else. And I have more time to think of ideas for podcast episodes. So today, being April 1st, being my birthday, I have just completed 40 rounds around the sun. I decided that, that means I'm 41, by the way, I have decided that I'm going to share with you 15 of the lessons that I have learned on my time on this earth. So lesson number one, I have learned that my relationship with myself is the most important relationship, the most important. And that is why I have to spend time on that. I need to give myself the time that I need, the love that I need. I am the one that can fill any holes in my heart. Because if you're waiting for someone else to fill those, they, they can't. Only you can do that. And so it's so important that you take that time to check in with yourself, to do that healing work, to get curious when you have responses like anger or frustration and dig under. What's this from? What, what part of me is unresolved here that needs some healing and give yourself that love give yourself that time that time in meditation where you're just with yourself that time doing the things that you enjoy like this is a this is a relationship that you have to build up in order to be able to have strong relationships with others because if you haven't built that relationship with yourself then then it does come out in other ways in your other relationships so that is why i have learned that I must take the time to build this relationship with myself. And it has been so fulfilling. The more that I get to know my true authentic self, the more that is what I bring to the world and the more positive response I get to that. It it really has been truly amazing. Lesson number two. If anyone is mean or rude to me, it is a result of an unhealed part of them. And this lesson has come through learning about that about myself um recognizing when the way that I'm treating someone else like that that becomes a mirror to me like ooh, what inner child piece did that just (laughs) activate and then once the once you do that work with yourself and you start to see like the things that kind of set you off and what they're connected to and when you heal that area how you don't respond that way anymore then you can start to recognize that in other people too and also through experiences like I have had times when people completely like came at me in a way that I was like what and I just like it was hard, especially when they're people that I'm close to, but I just would remind myself, this is not me, this is them, this is something that's going on with them. And more often than not, later down the road, they've come back to me and told me like, hey, I'm really sorry for the way that I treated you then. This is what I was going through. And you usually find out that, yeah, they were going through some stuff. And so that is 
that is power. Like knowing that it's not about you. So then your ego, you can calm your ego and say, no, no, calm down. This is not about you. What does this person need and what do you need? So I'm not saying like, let people treat you like crap. No, that is not what I'm saying. You can still have your boundaries. You can still have your, your acceptable ways of way that people can like, that you want people to respect you. Right. But you can also have some compassion and know that it's not you. So that way you're not going into that guilt spiral or, you know, anything like that. So it can be very freeing to know that the way that they're responding to you is something that they're dealing with inside. And so then you can set up your boundaries. Maybe you need some space from them, um, but you can also hold them in compassion and you can send them positive vibes. Um, just speak, like send, ask the universe to help them figure out whatever it is they need to, to figure out. So lesson two was if anyone is mean or rude to you or the way they respond to you is not acceptable, like it's not you, it is something going on with them. Lesson three, we all have parts of ourselves that we need to heal. So notice one, two, and three are very related. And that has been a huge focus of mine, especially the last couple years, like this learning is that there are things that happen to us in our childhood and it could be some minor, small event But the way that we responded to it, like set behaviors for the rest of our life until we shine light on them and recognize. Sometimes it's really just going internal, doing some meditation and talking to that part of you and letting her know that she's loved and she's cared for and she doesn't have to prove her love or whatever it is that is the piece that's hurting. And if we can recognize that, you know, when the ego is like thrashing out, it's it's that part of you right? That never got that healing that it needed. And so your adult self, right? Your healed self is the one that can go back and talk to that inner part of you and make them feel loved and fix that. You don't have to have someone else. That's the great thing is that we can heal ourselves. Like there's nothing more powerful than that. Lesson four, life goes in seasons of helping and being helped. And we need to partake in both. I attribute this lesson to my good friend H. When I was going through my divorce and I was very depressed and anxious and just in a really low spot in my life, she really took care of me. And when I voiced my concerns about feeling guilty about that and feeling like I was too needy and like I was asking too much, she very strongly assured me that there are seasons in life and right now I'm just in a season of accepting help and that there will be other times in my life when I have more to give and that was so true when I came out of that really dark place I was so happy to be able to serve others and to be able to tell them when they would give me those messages of feeling guilty or like why are you like helping me and I could explain oh I'm in a season of helping right now There were so many people who helped me when I was in my season of taking help. So allow that. And it it just makes it so much easier to see the world that way. And if you never accept help, then you're not giving others the opportunity to help. So they can never partake in that side. So the next time that you have someone offering you help, I want you to consider saying Yes, and being okay with that and recognizing that that is the season you're in and that you're serving them in the season 
that they are in. All right, lesson five. What we eat 100% affects how we feel. As I've been on my health journey and gotten better about like knowing how to feel my body and what kinds of foods and reducing a lot of those um, extra sugars and processed foods, uh, when I do go back to them, I feel the effect that they have on my body. The effect that when we are immersed in them, we don't often feel like we just attribute to it. This is just how I feel, but really it is connected to food. So I encourage you to pay attention to how you feel after eat certain foods. I'm really excited because in the middle of April, I'm going to be doing a program where we have a tracker sheet. We're going to write down everything we eat. We're going to take out certain foods that are known to be food sensitivities for people so that we're going to really pay attention to what kind of symptoms we have in our body. How are we feeling after everything we eat? And then after a month, we'll be slowly reintegrating each of those food sensitive foods and seeing, okay, does this affect my body? Does it not? And just really paying attention. Uh, It doesn't mean that I never partake in those foods. Like today is my birthday. I definitely ate the what were they like chocolate brownie truffle balls that that Alex ordered for me and later I'm going to eat a piece of the cake that she ordered for me and I'm probably gonna feel some brain fog I know that which is why I'm not gonna do that every day but I do still enjoy that sugar rush and the delicious flavors in my mouth and so I'm really going to be present in the moment when I'm eating it I'm not gonna just shove it in and chew right I'm going to go slowly and really appreciate it And that, I think, is a huge lesson that I have learned, is really appreciating food and recognizing the effect that it does have on our body and our mental health. Okay, lesson six is I have learned the power of the pause. Okay, let me explain this. So as I've been doing meditation work and work on with my little self and therapy and all of that, Like I've started to recognize when it is the ego responding, right? When you want to have that like that quick response back to someone, what someone said, and especially going through a divorce, like that's really important that you don't do that. And so one of the things I've learned is to just pause, just pause. You do not have to respond right away. And maybe in that pause, I call a friend and I, and I vent, or maybe in that pause, I go meditate, or maybe in that pause, I do a very intense workout, right? Whatever it is that I need to do so that I'm not in that fight or flight response, that I have calmed myself and brought myself back into my parasympathetic nervous system. And I do this in conversation as well. So sometimes in relationships, like conversations get heated, right? And so I have learned to pause and think about what I want to say before I say it. And this sometimes can be hard because it can be seen as hesitation. Um, But then I just explain myself like, no, I want to make sure that I'm thoroughly thinking about what's going on. Like I said, bring yourself out of that fight or flight. Take a moment and pause. It really makes a difference. Speaking of meditation, that is my lesson seven. Meditation is one of the most beneficial things you can do for your health. Seriously. Like when I, before I started meditating, the way I described the world is it was like flying at my face, right? And I was anything I could do to just try to like react in the moment. And when I started meditating, like 
you can go back to previous episodes to hear my story of how I got into it. It was by accident. But what I realized was it was like my brain slowed down. I could see what was coming and decide how I wanted to respond. It was a clear shift from reacting to responding. And the times when I start getting more irritable and catch myself, I'm like, oh, I haven't been meditating regularly. Like it really makes a difference for my mental health, for my relationships. And the more that I've read about it, the more I see like the actual health benefits that it has. It reduces stress levels in your body. It, 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 I mean, I can't remember specifically right now, but it really does do a lot for your health. And I would like, I seriously say more than even exercise and eating well, which are highly important, but the meditation piece I think is the hidden secret. So if you haven't started meditating yet, today is day one of Gabby Bernstein's meditation challenge. I think it costs $37 to join unless you're part of her miracle membership, then it's free. Um, and it's going to be 21 days of meditating. She sends you a different one every day. Uh, there's like this really cool calendar. This is day one. And once you do it, you can hit done. And there's a little check mark. Those things like the gamification of things really helps with making a habit. So definitely recommend that, uh, joining me for that Gabby Bernstein's meditation challenge. All right. Lesson number eight, (laughs) having healthy boundaries, not only is important for you, but everyone around you. (laughs) I think boundaries is another thing that we do not talk about enough as a society. And what I've realized is that as I've tightened up my boundaries and I've like really checked in with myself and where I need to be and know that if I need to, I will say no. And if I need to, I can say, like, I'll say yes when I mean it and I'll say no when I mean it. Um, I'll see other people not having boundaries. So they don't trust my yes or my no. And so I explain to them, oh, you can totally trust my yes or no. I have boundaries. And I suggest that that you do too. And I don't mean that in a mean way. Like, like if you're worried that my yes isn't a real yes, that means that you give yeses that aren't your real yes. And that's not okay. So really look into and figure out what are your boundaries. And it's okay. It's okay to say no. All right, lesson nine is stay in the present. Oh, this has been such a good gift to learn. Um, I think kids are really good at teaching you that. I remember when my youngest was a baby and toddler and like she would know when you weren't with her 100% and she would grab your face and pull it towards hers. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, I was distracted. I wasn't with you in this moment. And that was such a gift. And then as I've done more work with meditation and therapy, just realizing that when we have that feeling of like chaos and life is so busy and we can't get enough done, it's because we're not spending enough time in the present. Deepak Chopra calls that time sickness. And the more that you are reminiscing about the past or spinning about the future, then more you're going to have that feeling of like not having enough time. But if you can say to yourself, I have enough time to do all that I need to do. And you just keep giving yourself that message. And each time you're doing something, you give your full attention to that thing. That is when like you're going to be more efficient. You're going to get more done because you're giving your presence that. If you're trying to do something while completely distracted about all the other things you have to do, then you're not going to be as efficient. So it really does work. I teach this to my students and colleagues all the time. It's like, wait, wait, tell yourself, I have enough time to do all that I need to do. 
And the more you bring yourself back to the present, the easier it gets and the more time you spend there. And then the more time slows down and you really appreciate every moment. Okay, lesson 10. I love this one. (laughs) My students will tell you, I love this one. It's that shifting from a fixed to a growth mindset opens everything for you. Seriously. And once you start to notice when you have a fixed mindset um, and you get into the habit of saying yet after sentences, you'll start hearing it in everyone else too. And I can 100% say that this is so true because of my experiences in teaching. When I have students who do not believe they can learn something, who believe that their mind is fixed in a certain way, they don't. Until I can shift them into that growth mindset, until I can get them to believe that adding a yet makes a difference. And I, I believe me, I say it all the time. It's probably one of the most common words I say is yet. <laughs> I think in the graduation speeches last year, it was mentioned about three or four times. And I'm, I love that. I love that. If I can give them one life lesson, like that's a huge one to pass on. Fix to growth. Go to a growth mindset. Believe that your brain can grow and change. Believe that you can learn things. Believe that you can develop skills. Uh, I think a lot of times you see this. I do teach math. So there is often fixed mindset in math. And it gets passed down from the parents. The parents will say to their children, oh, but I'm not a math person. (laughs) Do not say that. There is no such thing as not a math person. Everyone is a math person. You have to have that growth mindset that you can learn. And it's just finding that way that you do learn. And so now I want you to catch yourself whenever you make a definitive statement about yourself. I'm not a morning person. I don't eat broccoli. Whatever it is for you, switch it. I'm not a morning person yet. I'm working on liking broccoli. Because what that does is it tells your subconscious that there, it opens the door there. Like if you have this belief about yourself and that's where limiting beliefs come in, sometimes we're not even aware of the beliefs we hold because we got them from our families, from childhood. We've just held them always and we've never taken the time to like dig in and notice that we have them. They affect our behavior. They affect everything that we think we can or cannot do. And so until we shed light on them and then shift them and tell ourselves by just adding that little word yet, you start to shift that subconscious. That's no longer going to try to prove that belief because you You've now opened it up. And so now it's going to try to prove the opposite. So it's so important. So, so important. You catch yourself when you're making these definitive statements about yourself. Don't box yourself in. How does that serve you at all? How does it serve you? It doesn't. So shift, always shift from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And then the possibilities really are endless. All right. My lesson 11. Here is a secret. The secret to a good life is, bum drum roll please, gratitude. Seriously, <laughs> gratitude. It really is. Anytime that I am starting to feel down or frustrated or angry, like I try to bring myself to what am I grateful for? Like what in this moment can I be grateful for? And there is always something, even if it's just I'm grateful I'm alive. I'm grateful I have a house above my head, right? So it's really disappointing to have your birthday and to be stuck in quarantine and to get a a positive COVID result. Really disappointing. I had to cancel all my birthday plans. But you know what? 
I have a, a mild version. I'm grateful for that. I am with my girlfriend. I'm really grateful for that. I have so many people pouring out love to me. I am so grateful for that. And so I'll start to feel really sad. And then I'll think of all of these amazing things. And my heart fills. And I feel happier. Because that's the point. Like my, At least my goal is to feel good. I want to feel good. Why not? Make that your goal. And gratitude is the fastest way to get there. So I stand by that lesson. The secret to a good life is gratitude. Number 12, focus on what you want more of in your life. Law of attraction. 100% learned this lesson in my 40 years of life. Focus on what you want more of. This can be used in any area of your life. I would say the area that it was a biggest, most significant shift for me was in my money mindset. Um, I used to have a very um, limiting belief about money and like I think I be- I believed that money makes you um, selfish and like not a good person. And so because I held that belief secretly, I didn't realize I was holding that belief, but because I did, I was blocking myself from having money. And so I remember saying like, man, every time I get some money, some bill comes up and I lose it, right? So every time money came in my account, it was brought right back out. But when I did the work and I read Jen Sincero's book and I read The Latte Factor and I focused on this and I started saying affirmations like, the more generous I am, the more money I make, the more money I make, the more generous I can be, things shifted. When I needed money, it came and it showed up and it, it just is so different. So, But this is in everything. So if you catch yourself complaining about something... Like you're probably just going to get more of that thing you're complaining about. So I'm not saying that I never complain or never vent, but I try to catch myself and then I try to shift and I try to focus on what do I have? What am I grateful for? What do I want? And that is why I write down my 10 dreams every day because I want to keep my focus on them. This is what I want for my life. And then you start acting like you have those things already. You say them in the present tense. That is where you really bring in the focus and you can start manifesting. All right. Lesson 13. This one has been a big one and it took me many, many years to learn. And that is that forgiveness is freedom. When you are holding a grudge, you're holding hatred, you are only poisoning yourself. And I know you've probably heard that before, but it's so true. I I remember one of the biggest times I learned this lesson, like for the first time, was with a friend and we had some negative things happen in our in our history and I just really hated her for this and I held this hatred and we had mutual friends and so she just kept ending up in my life and at at one point I was just like this she's just not like she's always going to be there and so I decided to open up to her and tell her about my feelings and and we had a really good conversation and she apologized and told me that she recognizes she was like that when she was younger and she's a different person now and we just really we connected and now we are really good friends (laughs) and that to me like I once I had that conversation with her I felt like this lightness and I realized that that hatred that I was holding in my body like I actually felt it in my body like it was like pain and when I forgave I was released And then I really started like a lot of the personal development that I've been listening to, digging into that and figuring that out and like 
doing Gabby Bernstein's Judgment Detox. If this is work that you really need to do, I highly suggest that book. It is like a workbook. It's basically she's like your therapist guiding you through this process of detoxing from judgment, which that's where a lot, um, you know, hatred and, and that's where a lot of that is, is around judgment. Um, I've had to do a lot of work with this, um, with my divorce. Uh, and the more that I forgive, seriously, the more free I feel. Like it's a gift for yourself. A lot of people hold on to grudges as if they think uh, they're punishing the other person, but it, it's not. It's not. It's it's just punishing you. So that was a that's a big lesson that I'm so glad that I've learned, and that is that forgiveness is freedom. All right, lesson fourteen. And uh, just in case you're wondering, I do not have forty lessons. I just have fifteen. So we're second to last right now. <laughs> And lesson 14 is that joy is contagious. I freaking love spreading joy. It's it's my life's work. I do it on social media. I do it at school. I do it with my Beachbody team. I love being that person that puts a smile on someone else's face. And it really is like how you are is contagious. So I've also seen this um, with negative moves. I, I like I'm a little bit better about protecting myself from others energy. I definitely allow myself to take on their joy, but I'm so much better at not taking on their negativity. I am definitely an empath. And before I was aware of this, someone, I could be in the best of moods and there, someone would come into the room in their negative energy. And I would immediately be swept into that and be like, why do I feel yucky now? Like I didn't even understand what was happening to me. Um, so recognizing that and being able to understand that I have control about what I take in and what I don't has been so helpful. And so I can choose, okay, I'm going to take in that positivity and that joy and I'm going to let it build in me and I'm going to spread it out to more people has been amazing. Love spreading joy. And finally, lesson 15, the final one is that community is essential and it's worth cultivating. Community is essential and it is totally worth cultivating. I absolutely love my coaching team and my fit crew, like everyone in there and how we support each other. Um, community with the school where I work and really pouring into those relationships and taking the time to have the tough conversations because that's how you grow. Taking the time to be vulnerable with each other. Um, having this with friend groups, with my family. I've definitely got closer to my brother and the brothers in the last couple years. And... Um, and I just, I feel so much better for it. It's times like these when suddenly I find myself in quarantine on my birthday and my community is upholding me. They're lifting me up. They're, they're love bombing me and it feels incredible and I can't imagine a life without it. So thank you. That's what I have for you today, friends. Thank you for spending time with me on my birthday. Thank you for listening to the 15 important lessons that I have distilled from these 40 years um, as I move into my 41st year on this earth. Uh, if you found anything helpful, I hope that you pass this on to a friend. Maybe take a screenshot, shout me out in your stories, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Lisbeth underscore Koning. I would love to connect with you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week full of joy.